Hello and welcome to the next Level Blockbuster Podcast. My name is Jeff. I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be reviewing a movie that I would say... It has a special place in our heart. I, I, I would agree. And let's say this movie cost a dollar. I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> that was their terrible segue. <laughs> Well, my terrible segue into the movie we're discussing, RoboCop. The original. The original RoboCop, not the remake. Released in 1987? Yeah, I believe so. 86, 87, if All I remember right. correct. Um, so this is, I know it's like one of your favorite movies. I think it's the one of the first movies I actually remember seeing in theaters. And Yet my parents took me to that. I believe... As a young tot. I watched, I think, RoboCop 2 first. And I watched that when I was young. I really liked that movie. And I remember you saying that you thought that that was RoboCop. I thought that was the original one. Um, And I think I saw the original one years later. Um, I enjoyed both movies quite a bit. Me too. We had talked about doing this as like a trilogy where we talk about RoboCop 2 and 3, but we both have a lot to say about 1 and 2, and we, I don't, I, at least, I don't remember the third one enough. Maybe we'll have to rewatch it. We have elements and we both talk about. Or watch about. a condensed version. Yeah. But it, it's something I'd like to talk about, but, um, I don't hate, I like, I remember when I watched the third movie too, I didn't hate it. But I didn't love it. Um, so it's something I want to revisit separately. And, okay. Um, discuss from there. But um, I'm interested to like hear, first of all, your thoughts of the, f- the movie before we start getting into stuff a little bit. Um, when, we're, you know, when I saw it, I was very young. Um, and like I've said before, I understood satire at a young age. Mm-hmm. Younger than most people do. Um and I, I always understand. I always realized that, you know, once I could understand plot, plot better, and you know, understand there's a, you know, a story. Mm-hmm. Um, I did realize that it was kind of like a, a satirical take on the society, like where we could go in the future if, like, we continued doing things the way we do. I mean, the part where they had the, you know, the, what is that? The artificial heart, mm-hmm. and like. And the guy's like, you know, we offer financing and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and we care. <laughs> and, like, the comedy in the in there the, the that a lot of people remember was that weird-looking bald guy with the mustache, with, the, with the women that he'd, like, he'd put cake on their, their boobs or something and be like, I'd buy I'd that, buy for, that a dollar. for a dollar. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a satirical look at, like, how comedy was for the time and you know stupid and really didn't make much sense yeah and that was an interesting thing about the movie too just while we are doing kind of an overview it not only was kind of a satire a satire on uh, you know uh, how the country like where Paul for for uh, what was his name uh, for, for, Haven, Haven. for Haven for Haven something like that Paul V yeah, how he viewed society was going, but it was also a satire of like action movies at the time because yeah, that was when you had like your Terminators and Rambo movies, and 
they were big, loud. Over the top. Yeah, lots of gun playing them. It was almost like... It, almost like pornographic with the gun playing the 80s. They were, we were like obsessed with that in action movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was sort of a take on that too where it was very over the top and it was it, it knew that and it, it explored that and so it was kind of a, a analyze both how but it society also was, was. semi-serious yeah that was this is something i i do want to get into we'll just go ahead and get, a, get into it right now my only kind of even now slight problem with the movie and i like the movie a lot i do me too and this is part of my problem with the movie that's also why it's a classic and why so many people love it is that at times it's like it changes its tone very drastically a lot because it's a satire, but there are these serious tones and there's these very comedic uh, parts of the movie as well. And at times it's a little jarring, but that's... And I will admit, this is what gives it its charm as well. But it's also sometimes a little... It, it takes some of the enjoyment away from me because that's not always the kind of movie I like. Right. But it's also why it's so brilliant at the same time. That it changes the, the tone yeah, and back it does and it, forth. It does it fairly well. Like where he goes through his old house and he sees, you know, pieces of photos and, it, you know, he realizes, you know, who he was because they tried to get that out of his brain but they couldn't. Yeah. And... We should talk about this real quick. Just get it out of the way. Part of the reason we we both like this movie a lot is it was set in Detroit, not filmed, but like set in Detroit. It was actually filmed in Dallas. I think so, but still, just setting a movie here in Michigan. If we we don't have a lot going on here, that that's gonna get our interest. Oh yeah, especially um, when we were young. Fil- it was set in Detroit, not filmed in Detroit. Uh, which kind of makes me sad. At least the, uh, I don't. We know I don't care for the um, newer RoboCop. We'll just leave it at that. But that one was actually filmed in actual Detroit. Back when we had the film incentives. Yes, back when we were filming a lot of movies in Detroit, like Batman vs Superman, Superman was filmed in Detroit. Yes. And our then governor was in it too. Well. I'm trying to think. I we have differing opinions of the remake, and that's another one I want to. We'll do, do a separate episode yeah. on that one. Because it's very different than this movie, while being very similar. Um, ironically, um, if you remember in the movie, Detroit went bankrupt, and then years later, <laughs> Detroit really went bankrupt. Oh yes, in the movie RoboCop. Yeah, it it was supposed to be, you know, a dystopian sci-fi movie. Yeah. It but it ended up being fucking prophecy. Yes, Detroit in the movie was bought by a company called Omni Consumer Products, OCP. Um and they were going to they what they were doing is they were trying to round up all the citizens of Detroit and send them to detention centers to rehabilitate them. And make them into new, complacent, um, it, 
it's mirroring a lot of stuff today, and my cat wants to be part of the podcast, apparently. Um, Big RoboCop fan. Your she cat. is a huge RoboCop fan. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, and I mean, Omni Consumer Products was owned by the, the, the Japanese, I believe it was. They did kind of paint the Japanese in a bad light. Whatever. Oh no, Omni Consumer Products was not in that one. That was in the third one. That was owned by Tamanitsu or something. This film series has a lot of questionable like ways it portrayed people. But Omni Consumer Products was going bankrupt and then was bought by the Japanese in the third one. Anyway. Uh, they were trying to create a new city called Delta City. New Detroit. Kind of. And have you heard that we've heard that term New Detroit a lot in the last 10 years. Detroit's been built back up and there's parts of Detroit you wouldn't even recognize anymore and it's for the good but I could see a company like Amazon coming in there and just buying out the city and trying to do something like that. Detroit's an interesting city to people who haven't been there and they're it's got a reputation for being unsafe which to be fair even now there's definitely areas of the city you do not want to go um, it's I mean, a very areas of the city that you still don't stop for more than yes. two seconds at a red light. But it's also a very large city, and there's areas that are a lot safer now than they used to be. Cass Corridor being yeah. one of them. Um, they've spent a lot of money and time rebuilding certain parts of the city, and it's not a perfect city now by any means, and there's still a lot of crime in there but it's come a long way and even in the last 10 20 years you know um surprisingly because you know i would go there sometimes visit like my grandmother and you've been there before when you were a kid it was no place there was good like 30 years ago no it was it was pretty bad and 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 the urban decay had really started setting in it's still there but it it was also portrayed as a very unsafe city at the time too, and the—I mean, Detroit was the murder capital for a long time. Yeah, and especially when this movie was filming, it was a very unstable city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be as nice as I can towards it because we love—we we love, love Detroit, yeah. and we, we we don't want to paint them. But the crime was bad for the time. It's better now than it's ever been. Um, yeah. The city of Detroit did experience a bankruptcy, which they came out of. I'm, I'm glad, but moving forward. <laughs> um, yes, it was. Um, it, let's also bring up the fact that the cars in the film, Paul, Paul V. loved the Ford Taurus and thought it looked futuristic, so all the cop cars were Ford Tauruses, and Ford was thrilled about that, weren't they? Um, I don't think they were. No, but they weren't. Ironically, too, even when they did the TV show years later, still use Fords. They used the Mustang, though. Yes. So, they never really... Ford was never able to escape the RoboCop they connection. They used Ford Tauruses. Now, interestingly enough, Ford may not have been thrilled with it, but when they were making the movie, the producers and the people involved were concerned that due to its satirical nature that police officers might get offended by the film. They actually did, they were concerned about that because they didn't want to show disrespect but 
They also wanted to they show, didn't show over the, the they top. Did, they didn't want to show him incompetent either. No, but they... But they did show a lot of crook, crooked cops. Yeah, but the nature of the movie kind of... Uh, didn't lend itself to the best light to the police department, you could say. However, ironically, I get, I'm sure there were exceptions, but when they released the film, they said the majority of police officers loved the film, and they didn't mind that they were depicted. Like the, right. Because, you know, they're people. They, I'm sure they knew it was satirical, and they had a good sense of humor, and like, Robocop was kind of iconic, and like, he was a good police officer. Yeah. So... I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, Ford didn't like them. <laughs> no, Ford did not like them using their, their new products in the film. Because at the time, the Ford Taurus was just coming out. Yeah, and that was one of their big uh, mid-sized level sedans that they yeah. were pushing. That was supposed to be affordable, so they didn't it, want it associated with. It had its own special transmission, and it was supposed to be a very family-friendly car, and it, they didn't want to associate with a violent movie. They don't really care as much now, and the the violence in this film was supposed to be even more over the top, uh, like the part where we ta- the part where somebody call an ambulance after Ed Ed two hundred nine, right? Totally blast this guy into a million pieces. Oh my god, that scene. Oh. That scene was supposed to go on longer than it did, and actually I have the director's cut where the it went on. The scene where he goes, he flies out, and yeah. that, they, they cut to that marionette with the ginormous arms. Do you remember that one? No. When he's falling out, if you watch it, it's so... The arms, like, bend and they go down. Like, if he had his arms down, they would be, like, to his... Oh, I didn't realize that. We gotta rewatch that part. Okay, yeah, it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, we should talk about this real quick right off the bat. It has an extraordinary amount of violence, which was part of the satirical nature of the film. It was making light of a lot of action movies at the time Mm -hmm. while indulging in it itself, Uh, and it was very graphic. Uh, I remember. One of the things I remember when I first watched it was the scene where the guy gets into the toxic waste. Yes, that was RoboCop too, my friend. No, not the the drug, not the was it nuke, not that one. No, but no, where the guy gets like his skin was coming off. That was in RoboCop. That was part of Kurtwood Smith's uh, gang, and he hits him with a car. Oh, it was it. Yeah, where well, the guy's like, <laughs> okay. I thought yeah. it was in the second one. The, the drug, I know what you're talking about, because they do have that, I forgot what it's called, Nuke or something? Yeah, the nuke. second one? we got to rewatch yeah. it. But, um, I remember that, because it is a like toxic thing in the second one, because the guy ends up having like a robotic body. No, that was, they they killed him and put his brain in it. Yes. That's Robocop 2. But I think the part with the toxic waste, I thought for sure it was in the second one. Listeners. Change, uh, let us know. <laughs> I'm, after this, we're, we're pulling the DVD out, and I'm going to show you. Yes, and then the next episode, one of us has to admit the other one is right or wrong. Deal. So, um, so as a kid, too, it was it eight the 80s were an odd time because, like, when we were kids, maybe our parents were kind of the exception, but like they let us watch our rated movies. Like, yeah, mine did too. Not all parents, though. Not all parents in the 80s, but I feel like 
that was like a time where parents didn't seem to care as much. It they, also varied parent to parent. It did because I I went to school with kids that were very sheltered, but like now it seems like a lot of kids. I don't know. It's like fifty fifty. Either it's like the parents don't care or they're very sheltered. Whereas our parents, I for the most part, just kind of were like, "You're gonna experience this one day. Yeah, just get out of the way." They were just more like, "We know you're mature enough to handle it." Yeah. You know, and uh, also, I mean, they, they they did the TV edits for RoboCop, which were interesting. Which is also odd because, and this was a film that they did it for, a lot of, like, very graphic movies in the 80s had freaking cartoon shows, which is what got us into a lot of these movies. Yeah, RoboCop had a cartoon. RoboCop, Rambo. Rambo. Uh, Toxic Crusaders, which was later. Yeah, and that was a still, more obscure one. But still, you had a lot of these like nineties, late eighties, early nineties cartoons of based like, on very graphic, very yeah, graphic. They got us into a lot of these movies. Yeah. So I think that was part of it too. Our parents were like, "Whatever, you saw the animated series, you're gonna watch." Right. And RoboCop and the animated series came out in the mid nineties, and it it was weird. Yes. Um, it spawned not only the movies and the remake, but it spawned the cartoon show, a couple... Uh, two different series. Yeah, two different televisions. I think one was supposed to be a, a TV series and one was supposed to be a miniseries. Okay. I think, if I remember correctly. Um, even though they both ended up basically being miniseries. <laughs> the one TV show I don't think lasts long. Um, there was also, uh, there's been, uh, plenty of, there's that one thing I sent you where the, the RoboCop was remade scene for scene by different directors. Yes. Um, included shooting a lot of dicks off. Yes. I was like, what the hell did she send me? But if you watched the whole thing. I did watch Not the whole scene, Uh but I'm talking about the whole series that they reshot it shot for shot. Well... Another thing is RoboCop is a is an interesting franchise because when we were growing up, one of the most popular like video games was Terminator vs. RoboCop or RoboCop vs. Terminator, whatever. Yeah. But like we were like as kids, kind of like, oh man, that's so freaking dope. That it was a ridiculously bad video game, but. It was fun. It was it was like Alien vs. Predator at the time, before they made the movies. Or Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, it was just like one of those ideas we loved as kids. We were like, they need to do that. And then they end up doing them years later. Because the there, Termina- there was a Terminator game and there was a RoboCop game yes. that were separate. Because that's when they were making video games of everything. Yes. Not necessarily good, but they made them. Yes. E.T. That was a great game. Yeah... That fell down a pit. Yep. Every two seconds. And you had to fly out of there. That was the game. Yep. And for younger audience members who don't believe us, just look up gameplay. Occasionally you'd find a rose. Yes. For no that did nothing. But you'd find one. Yes. And that was the game ET. 
Oh, and uh, his neck went up and down. At least the RoboCop Terminator game was an interesting concept. And, like, it was decent enough to play through. It was fun when yeah. we were kids. Um, not a st- it's one of those games that, like, now you're like, they would never make it. So I'm surprised they made it back then, but... What do you think of the costume of RoboCop? I loved it. Um, they, you could tell they put a lot of work into that, and also Peter Weller, you could tell that he put a lot of work into walking like a robot. It's a magnificent robot, <laughs> Peter Weller. Yes. Uh, Peter Weller, I think, did a great job in the movie. Like, because this scene's as Murphy before yeah. being RoboCopped. A young young cop just uh, transferred he was in. Good in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and he did do the transition to RoboCop, like, and it was pretty emotional at the times. Even though his character's RoboCop didn't have emotion per se much, like the way he, he was did, but able he did express it. Yes, it was so interesting because like he still managed to portray it without necessarily emoting a lot. But the, because he didn't emote a lot, the very little emotions he had kind of got to you more. Um, but we should also talk about Kurt Woodsmith. Yeah, he uh, had a very iconic line in this film. Should I say it or should you? Can you fly, Bobby? That was not the line. I know, but that was a good one. Where he threw the guy right out the wind or out the back of the truck. Uh, this movie had a lot of iconic lines. That's the thing. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. And I'll go ahead and say it, bitches leave. Yeah, he came into the creator of Robocop's house and with a grenade and he they, the the guy who created Robocop, you know, he's having a little coke party with a couple hookers, prostitutes, and uh, he cut Kurtwood Smith comes in and says, Bitches leave. And it was just the way he, like, we can't deliver it the way Kurtwood Smith did. Like, but it was so great because in that scene, it was just like out of nowhere, but it, like, like, okay. <laughs> this guy means business. And I mean, this is one of Kurtwood Smith. I mean, this is back. Well, we, a lot of people know him, like, you're. That 70s yeah. show. I mean, and he was very funny in that show, and, like, it's hard to kind of. Look at that as being the but, same But, I mean, person. he was also a Klingon in Star Trek. He was in a couple Star Trek movies and shows. Yeah, he, he was, was in Next Gen. Yeah, he's been in a lot of Star yeah. Trek. Star Trek reuses actors a lot. Fairly I mean, well, actually. They do, actually. Um, well, I mean, with some people where they're in heavy amounts of makeup, they can show up without the makeup. And Jeffrey Combs has been in a lot. Yeah. He's played with a zillion characters. But anyways, uh, this movie, can we talk about the scene where they're killing Murphy, how ridiculously over the top that one was? Oh. And they did a spoof on it in Family Guy. Hey, we're doing better than the scene where Peter Weller gets killed in RoboCop. Ah! I read about this. They shoot off every limb. You know, I, I like to do my research on these as much as I can before we talk about them. And, uh, do you know they had wrapped filming before they filmed that scene. No. Because they ran out of time and money. Oh. And so they're like... So they really shot his arms on us. <laughs> kind of. They're like, we won't film that scene because 
their logic basically was don't we'll have to film that because when they watch it they're gonna be like you need to we'll give well, you how more did he die so it's... they delivered like the entire movie except that scene so when they streamed it they're like well you you need to film this here's more money that's actually brilliant <laughs> I know so they purposely filmed everything except that so they had pretty much wrapped filming and then they had to go back and film that that's actually brilliant because they weren't going to be given more money so they right. were basically like this is how it's going to be yep, unless there. we get more money you're going to suck <laughs> Wow, if more people did that, I mean... Movies, it's kind of a genius tactic. It really is. Yeah. I'm sure the studio was pissed off, but... I mean, how much could that scene have caught? I think you could tell they spent every nickel in it, though. Well, I want to talk about this real quick, because it's something kind of important to the mythos of RoboCop. And we touched on it a little bit with the video game, but RoboCop has kind of transcended its own film universe. Yeah. Uh, in the respect that we had TV commercials, like KFC, with Robocop in them. I think they were in Japan, but still. Oh, I was going to say, I don't remember that one. But still, you can watch them on YouTube. I've they're seen hilarious. That actually. WCW had Robocop as a wrestler. Yes, I remember that. And they used the same costume they used in the movies. Yeah. Because they made so many of them. So I wonder where the... I mean, that's where they put the money in making 50 costumes. This was back... Wrestling's still ridiculous now, but this was back when they really did not give a shit. Yeah. The bunny. They wanted you to believe vampires <laughs> were real. The, the Robocop bunny. was we- real. The uh, bunny. Which one was the bunny? I, I don't remember. That was in WWF. That was Adam Rose with the bunny. Oh. Oh, I remember it was ridiculous. Oh, uh, Doink the Clown. Doink the Clown was... Oh, God. You had... Who was Junkyard it? Dog. Oh. No, that was more... That's in those old school gimmicks, though. Yeah, but that was... They, they had, like, the... I forgot his name. The one that was a vampire uh, in the... I think it was 90s. Something with a G, I want to say. I don't remember. Anyway, this is not a wrestling uh, episode. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll do a wrestling episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he transcended even like his own film universe. So yeah, of course we as kids were like... It was a pop culture icon. Yeah, wanted to see more RoboCop. I had the RoboCop helmet. Yeah. Did you? Cool. I did not. I had the, the car... But the thing is, the toys weren't based from the movie. They, they were, were based on the TV show. Yeah. Well, the no, was... these were in the eighties. The toys, but there was they were they weren't really based. They were based on a show that never came to be. Well, I remember they did a toy of the Mustang, but I don't know if they did the Taurus. I know they, they did, did the Taurus, but I, I had a I had a, a different I had a different uh, car. It was more like a like a paddy wagon in a way. Oh, yeah. And I, I had the helicopter. See, I thought the helicopter was for the show unless they repurposed it. Because this was in the late 80s, early 90s. We're toy collectors. <laughs> I had the, I had the RoboCop toy that where you, you had the thing on the back where it would blast caps. I know the, and go, bang, bang. the TV show RoboCop Everybody Cop lost toys. the helmet and the gun. Oh, yeah, those, I remember it. No matter what RoboCop like, figure you had... You lost the helmet. The helmet was gone. 
like nobody had the helmet to RoboCop. That was Somewhere out was, there, there's a box of RoboCop helmets. It was one of those abstract toy. Like I had Swamp Thing toys, like from the TV series, because that was big. Mm-hmm. They pushed it. You know, it didn't last, but they pushed it big in the '90s. Same with RoboCop. Those. They, it was so bizarre because like all these things that you don't even remember like most people don't remember we do because we're odd but they came up with toys from that was back when they made toys of anything nowadays yeah, they don't you make... have big budget movies no toys yeah well, I sad. mean kids are playing more with electronics now anyways I mean toys have evolved but it's kind of but that logic half these uh, movies and stuff don't have video game time True. So, I mean, I understand maybe transitioning to, like, video games, but you don't even get that as much anymore. You know, when we were kids, we had the action figures, and they had video games. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, we you had a, a, the, the figure aisle used to be so much... There was almost two of them, you yeah. know? I felt bad, because we had so many different action figures, and all they really had for girls were Barbies. Yeah, because now it's a little different. You have, like, American Girls. You have, uh, you still have Barbie, which is classic. And they have a few different variations. And they started doing, like, they did have, like, My Little Ponies and Cabbage Patch. uh, Right. But, yeah, they didn't have... But I knew a lot of girls that liked action figures. And now they're they're embracing that a little more with girls because they do have a few options. Um, I mean, there were there were action figures. You didn't even know what they went to. Those cheap, like they had the knockoff GI Joes. Yeah, they had a lot of knockoffs. Or they'd be like this, uh, or they'd like have a like a weird name. I had this knockoff Robo Red RoboCop wannabe that I got in Radio Shack for ten bucks, a Ultraman or something like that. And I, I think there is an Ultraman now, but he had a sword. A fucking sword that you put in his hand and then it glow. The only one I can think of offhand, working a little off subject, I'm sorry, but there was a female oriented action figure. Was they had like a Shira line? Yeah, they did. That and they, I think they had two different Shiras. That one was like a little more girl oriented, one was a little more boy boy oriented. Because one, I think, was... You're right. They had the girl and the boy ones. They had one that was based more like the looks of the Masters of the Universe. Yeah, and they had... The girl one had, like, ginormous hair. The girl one actually was better as far as, like, an action figure. Like, because they had some of the side characters, too, because I remember them. Um, I had the girl one and the boy one. Unless they were knockoffs, they might have been. But I'm pretty sure... Because I had She-Ra, and I I had her horse thing. Yeah. Because I, I think I had She-Ra and the guy that had, like, the heart. Hordak? No, it was the good guy. It was the normal-looking guy, not Hordak. Oh, the Orcos. Like, her version of Orco. No, it was the guy, because her version of Orco was a, a woman. It was a guy. Oh, I don't remember. I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah. Anyway, back to RoboCop. Back to RoboCop. Set in a dystopian future. Without She-Ra. Without She-Ra. And I think one of the best, like, the comedy that was in it with the I'd buy that for a dollar, you know, and there was also, like, fake commercials. 
so obviously and true. fake newscasts that would tell like, and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> this film obviously is good as an action movie or comedy, but hot take, I guess. Do you prefer it as an action movie or as a comedy? Because I think personally, I think it's a better comedy than it is an action movie. I, I look at it as the way it is. It's an action comedy about Gene. Yeah, but I'm asking if you. <laughs> like, what did you? Think? I don't know. I can't answer that question. The RoboCop's its own thing, really. It's it's. And it's its own. Th- it's like David Pumpkins. It's its own thing. Yes. <laughs> God, that w- we could do a whole episode on that stupid five-minute skit. We can do an hour-long thing about David, David Pump- S. Pumpkins. I don't understand. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, RoboCop, though, like it's not a kids' movie, but but if you think your kids are mature enough to handle it, by all means, that's your call. Like, I don't remember, like... We watched it as kids, yeah, we, and we're not out murdering. Yet. That kind of worries me that you... The day's not over yet. Listen, I work retail. I have an excuse. <laughs> I work medical field, so... Yeah, but you just started, so... I have been in the medical field in general for a while. Well, you just started this new job, so. Yeah, so, anyway... Moving forward, give RoboCop a try, whether you're from Michigan or you're from Chicago. I would almost say that any of the RoboCop movies, including the remake, would be a decent introduction to RoboCop. Even the third one, it's not as terrible as people like make it out to be. It's certainly not as good as some of the other RoboCop movies. No, and you got to remember it was also made over 30 years ago. Yes, and there was a lot of production issues. Peter Weller didn't return to the third movie. Yeah. Um, but any of the RoboCop movies I think have some redeeming elements to mm-hmm. them. And they at least give you a good feel for like the character. So like, even if you watch 3 and it's not... I don't know why you would watch 3 first, but if you catch it on TV and you I just kind of want... Will. Yeah. Or Netflix... <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I mean, RoboCop comes and goes off Netflix. I don't know if they've ever had the sequels It's on like it. Scarface. It's one of, it, the RoboCop 2's been on there. But it's like Scarface. It comes and goes off of Netflix. I just... I have all of them on Blu-ray. Um, so I can watch them anytime. But... And I mean, you can find them in the bargain bins. Maybe even for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. I bought, I bought it on DVD to have an extra one for five ninety nine. Yeah, that wasn't a dollar, but I'd still buy that. Oh, well, actually, if you adjust for inflation, <laughs> it's almost a dollar. But anyways, give RoboCop a it's, try. It's a classic, and it's... Classic I think, 80s. And it, in a way, 90s. because of its satirical nature, it stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't necessarily need to be remade. I actually enjoy the remake. Uh, I know you didn't as much. But it's one of those things where it didn't need it either. So you could watch it, and it's not going to feel that dated. No. You know. Um, but it's something we're also going to try to get into. With We're going to try to do the sequels down the line. Um get into them, but we both need to rewatch it. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, the classic. Give it a watch, folks. Buy it for a dollar. As always, I'm Aaron. I'm Jeff. Have a good night. Sense to me is for terminology. I'm not talking about offensiveness, I guess. I'm looking. I understand why some things are offensive, like the term nigger, because it's had such a negative connotation. But is it the word transvestite's not used much anymore? Is it because there's it's a more negative? transgender? Is it because there's like a negative connotation to it, or there was? Yeah, there was. Uh, they wanted to, you know, they didn't want to use other people's, you know, terms to de- de- degrade them. So they created their own. But, but there are times like taking back queer and fag where, you know. But at the same token, I would think the trans part would be the thing that I would want to distance myself the most. Well, it's, it's, it's transition. It's short for transition. But if you're... I'm, I'm okay. I understand people get offended over it. I'm not like... Get off my computer. I'm just saying I don't understand in a way that...